Welcome back to the Jim Leach Show. You know, it's not an exaggeration to say that we have been talking about homelessness in our community literally for decades. And uh, talk will only get you so far. You've got to, to have action. I know there's a lot of people who are concerned about this issue, who have seen the tent cities. They have seen the people sleeping outside the, the library over the years. They've said... I want to do something, but they don't know exactly what to do. Well, we have now opportunities for you, the people of Springfield, to be more directly involved in this effort to craft a long-range plan to really make, not just make a difference in the issue of homelessness, but to try to actually get to a goal called Functional Zero in the coming years. And to talk more about that in the context of the upcoming Hunger and Homelessness Awareness Week. Josh Sabo's with us, Heartland Continuum of Care here in Springfield. And Josh, welcome to the program. Great to have you back. Thanks for having me. Well, it's uh, it's great to, to be here. And again, Hunger and Homelessness Awareness Week. And we have a lot of awareness weeks, obviously. What I really like is that you are offering people very uh, concrete, tangible ways to really be involved. To not just say, oh, yeah, I'm aware of the problem, but, oh, yeah, I'm really involved in, in trying to make a change in all of this. So how does that play itself? out. Right. Yeah, we are we are grateful for one to have a community that cares deeply about not just meeting crisis needs when it comes to homelessness, but but doing better than we've done historically. And and there really has been, you know, through the next 10 and, and other community initiatives, we, we've seen that the community cares about doing better when it comes to homelessness. And uh, along those lines, too, a number of community partners have been working to create a community-wide strategic planning process. And strategic planning doesn't always get everyone really excited, but our community on the issue of homelessness has not done any strategic planning at a community level since 2004. So so it's an issue where we really need to come together to unify as a community and and figure out what the next steps are to, to improve our system. You, you mentioned the next 10 with the Community Foundation for the Land of Lincoln, and they've made this a priority for the coming couple of years to develop this strategic plan, uh, which uh, always has struck me as in that category of easier said than done. It's one thing to say we're going to have a plan, but to devise a plan uh, that is really significantly different from what we've done and will achieve different results uh, is a little more difficult. It's going to require a lot of creativity to get that done. And that's where these new initiatives are coming in. Right. Yeah. Creativity and and really community involvement. When we talk about homelessness, we really talk about it being a community issue that needs a community solution. And so we need uh, people, the people of Springfield, Sangamon County, to really buy in. And so as part of the strategic planning process, we've really been pursuing uh, what we're calling a durable community consensus. We want to get the community on the same page, working together in the same direction. And so with that in mind, uh, next week on, on Monday, the 15th, and then on, on the 16th, uh, we have a series of community summits that are opportunities for uh, the people of our community to learn a little bit about how the strategic planning process is going so far, what the data is demonstrating about local needs and gaps in our system, and then also to provide some input. As we hear about people and uh, the issues related to homelessness that they care about, this is an opportunity to say, I really want this plan to lead to action in these particular directions and ensure that that gets heard as a part of this planning process. You know, uh, I, I think of myself as somebody who uh, is is very compassionate towards those who are homeless, and I understand there's a lot of different factors that go into it. I'd love to, you know, be able to do something that would make a difference, but I, I got to be honest, I, 
I've racked my brain for years thinking, what what can we do differently? What can we do better short of finding, you know, a whole big pot of money to pour into things like sustainable housing and mental health treatment and things like that? So what can average Joes like me bring to the table in this discussion? Yeah, I think part of it is that, you know, we're all constituents, we're, we're all voters or have the potential to vote. You know, we, we have a role to play at a, at a policy level and a local level, uh, but then also uh, volunteer opportunities, opportunities to support organizations with our charitable dollars. If we are all strategic about how we do those things, uh, we can have an impact on an individual level. And that's something we certainly want the strategic plan to speak into. The other part of this, then, is not just getting people to take part in these different forums, and we'll tell you more about how to do that in just a moment here, but then going on after that to enlist those and others to become what you're calling community ambassadors on the issue of homelessness. What role will those people play? Right. The the real effort there is when it comes to the continuum of care, uh, we understand that when we when we talk about the continuum of care, we find that community members don't know what it is, don't know what the purpose is, and you know whether you're watching city council or you hear the continuum referred to in other places. It's not always clear what what the role of the continuum is, and uh, really, what we want to do is provide a training for people so that they can they can understand that there is a system in place to address homelessness, and through that system, we can improve it. We can grow different parts of it, and and the continuum really takes the the strategic um, role of pulling partners together to do that. So the community ambassador training, really, the goal is that to enlist community members in the work of the continuum, to educate you on how the system can work, and hopefully find some new spaces where you might want to give your energy uh, to help find solutions. We're talking with Josh Sabo of the Heartland Continuum of Care on these uh, two efforts to get the community more involved and enlisted in this issue of, of homelessness. And Josh, as I said, uh, I think there's a, a widespread feeling in the community uh, that we want to do something. We want to help. We want to find Find ways to make a difference. There's also a pretty widespread feeling that says, I, I want to help as long as that help takes place someplace else, not in my neighborhood, not in my immediate vicinity, not in any way that's going to affect my property values or my own feeling of safety. And that's a big complicating factor in all of that. How do you overcome that uh, as you're trying to put a plan like this together? Sure. Yeah. Communities across the country deal with that, that very same dynamic. And I think at the community level, the, the key for us is to understand that we're talking about neighbors. We're we're talking about humans who uh, have had a, a wide range of experiences. And so if I think if we can really help people get a better understanding of what homelessness is, you know, and, and um, we can help to create that compassion. Uh, but the other part is to, I think, as we can paint a more compelling picture of the, the system and the solutions to this problem, I, I really genuinely believe we can get more community buy-in around the strategies that work, which really are, are underdeveloped in our community. So through this process, I hope we can really get the community on board to, to buy into best practices. When, when you talk about strategies that work but are underdeveloped, what, what, give me some examples of that. Right. We've seen communities have tremendous success around a housing-first model. So really connecting a person with housing resources as quickly as possible, but then surrounding Surrounding them with supportive services, mental health, behavioral health, uh, other things that might help them employment, you know, and sustain them in that housing. That that strategy has proven really effective and even cost effective for communities as well. And so, in our community, we we've not really built out those housing resources and those supportive service resources. And, and to your point, it's it does take quite a bit of investment to do that. But right now is the time uh, for us to use some of these uh, funds that have come through the American Rescue Plan or, or CARES Act to, to, to really bolster our system and prove that this can work here in Sangamon County. 
It sounds a lot like the uh, lamented uh, Center for Health and Housing idea that blew up back before the pandemic. Um, is is what you're talking about something along those lines again? Are we thinking more scattered site, um, or, or do we know yet? Is that something that still has to be sort of worked out through this process? Right. Yeah. Communities across the country, the way they've done it, sometimes there might be an, an apartment building that has six units there. Uh, we have some of those developments in our community. Uh, a lot of times, it, it's uh, units where clients get to choose where they want to live. Maybe they have a family member on the west side or the north side, and they want to you know, live close to where they work. And so uh, there's some of those types of dynamics that, that we really want a client to be able to choose, but we really want to create um, the sort of support uh, around those housing units that really can help people be successful. We mentioned that uh, the, the long-range goal here over a period of years is to get what you've uh, called functional zero. What does that mean? It means that when a person becomes homeless in our community, we, we want to be able to have a system in place that can help connect them to housing within 30 days. Uh, right now, um, as, as a part of the strategic planning process, um, our, our partners just sent out an infographic, and one of the data points on there was that right now it's about 88 days that a person remains homeless in our community. In some cases, it's much longer. In some cases, it's shorter. But we really want to work our way down to that 30-day that mark. Uh, there's a, a lot of buy-in with this, as we mentioned. Uh, we've got the uh, Community Foundation for the Land of Lincoln. The city's involved. Our hospitals are involved. United Way's part of this. The Springfield Housing Authority, Sangamon County. All of these different uh, entities. Uh, so it seems like with that much support there already, this seems like it should be easier than it's proven to be. What What's the, the big sticking point, the big obstacle that, that's in the way of, of getting to that next step? Yeah, I don't know that there is any any one sticking point, you know, but I, I do know that as a community, we've never had this many entities and this much investment in getting it right. And so, um, you know, I think as it, as it comes to the end of the strategic plan, you know, that's a plan on paper until we can implement it. And we know that funding is what it's going to take to, to really we're going to it's going to take a broad expansion of our system to address homelessness uh, in order to see improvement. And so that's certainly one of the things that's out there. We're going to have to fund solutions that work. We're going to have to build capacity among our organizations uh, to implement you know, larger programs. And, and so it, there is quite a work that lies ahead of us when it comes to implementing. You put a target of uh, d- delivering that plan to the city council by next May. Will that come with a, a price tag? Will you have a dollar estimate of what it would take to implement that plan? At that point, I don't know that we will. So when we've talked to city council, that really what we're talking to them about is is strictly about emergency shelter. We've, uh, as a community, we've been implementing this overflow model. It's really challenging to staff up an overflow shelter each year and, and in a tremendous amount of work. And so uh, we really want to explore a more sustainable way of doing emergency shelter uh, as a component within this larger plan. So, uh, But we anticipate that the draft of the strategic plan will be done by the end of winter. And so all of that will be available for the community to engage with. And then the partners that are helping us develop it are also going to stay with us for 12 months uh, to really begin that work of implementation, putting uh, dollar figures to new programs that need to be created and, and really help helping to create community education around that, too. By the end of this this coming winter, so sometime in like March or so, you're, you're thinking, okay, so so we will have uh, you know that to look forward to as, as kind of a, a game plan going forward. In the meantime, because you talked about the challenges with the overflow shelter, which has just opened in the last couple of weeks, uh, is that going to be sufficient to get us through this winter? It could be a pretty rough winter out there, pretty cold, and, you know, and a lot of those sorts of challenges, and, and a population that, again, doesn't necessarily 
necessarily uh, always want to or is uh, able to conform to some of the the rules and requirements that go along with uh, shelter uh, dwelling. Uh, are, are we going to you know have the resources in place to deal with what we're looking at in the, in, until we have a, a, a better plan in place? Sure. Yeah. The, the city's commitment to help that overflow shelter um, run for 12 months is a significant step. That that really uh, is going to allow not just the Salvation Army, but also the collaborative partners and other shelters around them to really um, keep that, that system working in, in, in a very uh, functional way, in a way that I think will help people um, in tremendous ways, not just through the cold months, but even in the warmer months. Uh, but that also allows our outreach teams to go out and build relationships with people. Not everybody wants to, to enter into a congregate setting like that. And so um, that, that's certainly a very real dynamic, though when it gets cold, the majority of people do find their way into safe shelter. In the meantime, we have these two distinct opportunities for the public to get involved in this effort and to really uh, play a role in helping to shape this this policy and this plan going forward. So let's start with the, the summit meetings. Again, there are a total of four of these planned, two of them next Monday, the other two next Tuesday, either in person or online. How do people sign up for those? The best way to get there is to go to heartlandcontinuum.com. There's a strategic planning button there. Click on that. Uh, the other way is just to go to our Facebook page, Heartland Con- or Facebook.com slash Heartland Continuum of Care. And there uh, is a post that will allow them to go to a link, put in their email address, and then the partners will send you all the information about registering for a summit. And as far as becoming a community ambassador, what's the process for that? Right. So at the end of Hunger and Homelessness Awareness Week, which will be the, the 21st, we're going to be uh, putting out another PR campaign through the same channels, our Facebook page, our website, uh, that will allow people to, to sign up for that initiative and uh, and find out more information about it. If you're not yet liking the Heartland Continuum of Care Facebook page, you should go do that. Also, go check out their website, heartlandcontinuum.com. Josh Sabo, thank you so much, and please keep us posted on this uh, very important effort in our community. We appreciate it. Will do. Thank you, Jim.